Everybody, welcome back to Wicked Good Sports, and welcome back to the Villa, the Villa Villa, where we cover Aston Villa with our host, the number one Villa fan in the United States, Aaron Slater. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well, especially after two smashing games uh, that we got to watch. So that was fantastic. Yeah, and I, you know, I feel like first intro after the break was a little rough for me. This time, I feel like I did good. So I, hopefully, that's like, you know, just like Villa. <laughs> rough start in the first game but after the second game we're, we're on a roll yep that's that's the ticket you gotta ride it's not it's your most recent performance we look at and, that, and you know yeah so huge week uh for villa the defeated everton four nil so let's break it down Aaron. what stood out to you in this game uh home park factor i don't want to say like you know we Villa Park's a fortress, first off. That's just something we've created. Uh, Unai has actually the first, I don't know if it's the first or it's been a long time, one of those two. It's been eight games he's won at home in the top flight in a row. So, obviously, it's a fortress. We're we're, hung, we're hunkered down there. Uh, St. Mary's, St. James, St. James. We're, I can't remember where Newcastle plays, either one. They're, they're, they're a fortress, too, so it's pretty hard to come away with points there. But we're not talking about them. We're talking about how awesome Villa Park is. Um, we just out, out the get go, it was laser, laser focus from the players. Unai had them so ready for this match that I don't think there was anything wrong that they could have done. Uh, out the gate, they almost scored. I think within like a minute and a half, they almost put up a goal. It, it was just what you wanted to see out off of a bounce of losing like that. So it, it was, it was perfect. Couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah. And I mean, Hey, 18 minutes, that's still not, you know, slow by any means to get the first goal. No, I mean, a lot of things could go wrong. Uh, that's like, you could just settle on that first goal at, in the 18th minute and then, you know, sit back and play it for the rest of the 90 minutes. But, now this team went out full force and a lot of the stats show like their their overall possession was 60% and if we look at their their first one fop mobs really cool now it actually breaks down first half second half possessions and and everything else so that in the first half they had 66% and then in the second half it was 55 to 45 so throughout the whole match they consistently held onto the ball and were able to dominate Everton and not let them have any sort of opportunities for, for the match. Uh, we had an XG of three. I know XG is a little wonky, but it's a little bit weird in some manners and a lot of it. Uh, we had a PK from uh, Douglas Louise who buried it. It was beautiful. It was, it was, you put it past the T-Rex's arms. Uh, and that, that's so I know you don't really, it's a lot of the jargon here. Pickford gets picked on because he has short arms. Okay. So a lot of a lot of the hazing or a lot of the um, s talkery is is uh, he's got tiny arms and he calls him a T Rex. People call him T Rex. So Damn. yeah, no, it's pretty. It's if he, maybe, maybe if he had longer arms, he might have gotten it, but I, I don't think mm-hmm. so. It was such a good, such a well struck penalty, and yeah, so it was fantastic. Thirteen shots a good number of shots, a bunch of big chances. We had five. Mm. Uh, the one thing I actually really liked the most here is 90% pass accuracy. It means that you're not turning the ball good. over, right? Yeah. So 
that's big. You're not giving the other team any opportunity to counterattack on you. And, I mean, we've had Everton's number, like I said in the last uh, episode. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Um, let me see. Bailey showed up today, that particular match. He had a goal and an assist. I know a lot of people are harping on him because we expect a lot out of him, which we should because we, we paid good money a couple of years ago when Villa should get their dividends for somebody who's been paid a lot. Um, <clears throat> so it was good to see him get in a goal and get an assist. Diaby looks like a monster still. I, I'm so glad Villa signed him. It's it's awesome. It's so nice to have speed and somebody who knows what they're doing up top with the ball. And I'm not saying Watkins doesn't know what he's doing because he does. He's a very um, technical-minded player, and, and he, he knows how to back down defenders and stuff like that. But Diaby has that step to beat the defense to be able to throw it up top. So uh, that's that was a fantastic, fantastic buy in the summer. Um, John Duran was able to get a goal within a minute of being subbed on. One of those kind of things. Uh, Ashley Young. Oh, God, yeah. Ashley Young, um, former Villa player for the last couple of years, signed with Everton over the summer for free. Gifted. No, it was absolutely gifted. It was a throw-in. He just went, whoop, and threw it to – he was trying to throw it to Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky was not expecting it at all. And Duran's like, so I'm going to meg you, Tarkovsky. I'm going to take a really terrible touch and still somehow score the goal past Pickford to score his first goal in uh, Villa color. So to be able to get that, that, that monkey off your back is, is pretty, pretty nice um, reward for him. Cause he's, he's been working hard. He's been injured. He's been working hard to get back and, you know, young kid, he's only 19, 20 years old. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really yeah. Old. There's a lot of promise in this Colombian. He actually, I think got his senior goal over the summer as well for okay. the Colombian national team too. So a lot of a lot of ups for him right now, and hopefully the trajectory keeps going up, and we keep, uh, you know, he keeps in trainings and keeps keeps progressing. And I think Unai is one of those guys who will obviously get the best out of everybody. So, um, you know, the only thing out of this particular match here I didn't really care for was probably the defense still looked a little bit shaky. They not not terribly shaky but there was a little bit of miscommunications going on but again new back line again with Tyrone being out with the ACL so it's going to take a few matches a few weeks maybe a month or so in order for them to start really gelling together and being uh, a cohesive unit with each other so um, Villa did actually another bummer small Uh, not really that that one was small this one's kind of bigger Coutinho is out for a few weeks, um, he got a hamstring injury. It looked worse on field. Like, he, he couldn't put any weight on his leg. It was actually really sad to watch. I was like, oh. Yeah. He got, like, a couple steps off the off the pitch. Couldn't go anywhere. Even under under uh, assisted help. Mm. That was one of those things where they were like, oh, man, we're going to lose him for months. And luckily, it's only going to be for what Unai said for weeks. So, thankfully, you know. Well, that's yeah. that's good for him because he just this guy can't catch a break, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Hey, sometimes in the moment, you know, things feel a lot worse than they end up being. So, it's hopefully, it's speedy recovery for him. Uh, how important was it for them to score four goals in this game, as far as like placement and all that? Given what happened last week. 
Uh, the four goals put us back to zero goal differential, which um, for people who don't know means, you know, we got scored four times against, and now we scored a four uh, for us, equaling out to zero, which means if we didn't actually get that fourth goal from John Duran at the end, we would be sitting in 12th right now. We currently sit ninth because of that fourth goal. So pretty big. Yeah. It's it's goal differential in the middle of ta- uh, the middle of the table like from 5 to well pretty much honestly all the way to 20 <laughs> is is pretty pretty large, pretty massive. Um once you get to that like 1 2 area it's pretty much points because it's city and they're going to score goals. So right. So anything else on this match before we move on to the next one? Um no, I think I, I think it's all covered. Everton is probably going down. No, I'm just kidding. They they might go down. <laughs> it's very early still. It is only, very early. Only two matches. So go from going going from dominating in the Premier League to dominating in this Europa Conference League against Hibernian. Hibernia. Hibernia. Okay. Yeah. Damn. Shows what I know. Which Close. Is, as we've established, not it's a lot. Scotland. They prob- it's all, it's Scotland. They're probably all mashing the word letters and everything together. Mm-hmm. I'm probably saying it wrong personally. I'm honestly just short it down. Call it Hibs. Done. The Hibs. All right. Well, <laughs> the Hibs got Hibbed here. Five uh, nil uh, victory in this first of the playoff league. So, just explain how the playoffs work for an American sports fan like myself. Sure. Sure. Uh, so. Villa will play a two-leg, which means they play twice against the same team. Um, what will happen is they'll take the aggregate score, so the combined score of both matches, and whatever the outcome is of the second match, so Villa are technically up now 5 nothing, and Hibernia, the Hibs, will have to score five goals and not concede a goal to Villa next week in order to try to get extra time or go into PKs. Um, Villa just need to not give up five goals, essentially. That that's the goal. I mean, so you kind of want to pour it on as much as possible in this first match. Definitely. It was it this was a huge uh, advantage for Villa right now because not only will they be up five nil right now, they can also rest some of their senior players and allow some of their U twenty threes and some of the uh fringe players to be able to start and give rest to the starting players because again like we said it is just the start of the season it is a long season to come and we're hoping for a deep run in this conference european conference so uh, to be able to jump out immediately on your opponent is is a big um is a big step forward yeah no definitely um i don't know if we want to go too in depth on this game but any highlights that stick out to you um, as far, so they definitely, yeah, well, yeah, five goals right there. That's yeah, what that's, to me. That's, but, <laughs> good point. But like, so the first 13, 14 minutes I watched, I was watching, I was able to watch most of it um, while I was at work, but um, they looked like a team who definitely show that they are playing their first tournament, European tournament kind of thing. Um, the Hibs actually took it to them in the first 13 to 15 minutes up until the goal from uh, Ollie Watkins, which was a gorgeous header. And Luca Dean has 
the last two matches, he's been playing out of his mind. He's putting in uh, quality crosses. He's playing above – he's playing average defense, which is above average for him. Um, and he's just been much more advancing in the attacking front. So that's, that's been a – it's going to be a problem for Unai who's trying to sell, but that's a whole different story. Uh, after that first goal, it was another like 13 minutes – of like Villa still like not having the the precision and the the link up play between the midfield and the offense and the defense there wasn't there was kind of a it just wasn't quite jiving <laughs> you know it was hard passes that weren't collected well it, it was just very kind of sloppyish almost like they thought Hibernia would roll over um, or maybe it was the jitters of the first time most of these players have played in a tournament like this so once they got that second goal i think they started to settle down and be like okay we can own this team we're good to go let's start believing in ourselves again so um a, a lot bailey again had a quality match scored a goal uh ollie scored a hat trick in that he becomes the um fourth player in aston villa history to score a hat trick in european conference tournaments so that's a prestigious right. shout out yeah yeah right awesome. <laughs> um there is one minor note uh emmy martinez did get taken off at halftime mm-hmm. um, he has picked up a small injury i'm not sure what it is because it's so soon i have no idea right uh, it could yeah. be just like an injury from punching dominic calvin lewin in the face last week or something like that i i'm not sure i didn't get to see if he was a leg injury but um robin olsen came in and finished out the rest of the job uh we were able to get some of the other youngsters on the field so again it was a productive that this sort of dominance is a productive thing for players of youth to be able to get on the field yeah so uh we'll we'll keep an eye on it i don't think by the next time we record, we'll have the outcome of here. I think it'll be the next day, but uh, that's all right. Well, you know, two episodes from now, we'll cover yeah. how this went. So quickly, let's let's jump into a new team here in the Premier League, uh, Burnley. Uh, this is on Sunday. We got a match. How are you feeling? As I still feel like we're going to win this match. I think Unai might play it a little bit more conservatively because, again, he's going to start his starters. They started most of his starters for the Everton game, obviously, and then the Hibs match. So it's it's we're probably going to win. I would expect to win personally. Um, they don't have a lot of history with each other, the two clubs. Uh, Villa have a... I think they have a one-win advantage over Burnley. Um, So we'll see what happens. Hopefully the players won't be too tired from the midweek match. Um, I don't – again, Unai's seen it. He's done it. So I'm sure – in Unai, I trust. But we should expect a win. And they did actually – Burnley pick up – a player of ours transferred into a player of ours, Aaron Ramsey, one of the brothers of the brother of Jacob Ramsey, who's mm. on our squad, currently injured, like most of the squad. But that's another another episode for another time. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, they signed him for 14-ish million pounds with a buyback clause, which just means that whatever time frame, whatever date they put on that uh, first transfer, so let's say it's two years from now, and we say have a buyback clause of 20 million. We have up until that two-year date, we'll say, this is an example. I don't know what it is. It's still soon. Um, we have until that two years to buy him back for $20 million. All right. So we'll see. Um, it's always so interesting to learn all how the intricacies of these uh, football contracts and mm-hmm. leagues and everything. So I'm, I'm always excited to come on here and talk shop with you about all of it and i appreciate your patience with me no of course i like to, I don't mind explaining stuff like this i mean people need to learn somehow and i'm glad you know to be able to try to say the best things i can i don't always speak english that well even though it's my native uh, tongue, me either whatever yeah uh, villa have been doing that a lot with so they transferred out three of their youngsters youngsters so far um cam archer to sheffield united for like 18.5 million pounds Okay. Also has a buyback clause. Mm. Uh, Aaron Ramsey, like I had said, and Jaden Philogene Badance mm. to Hull City for five-ish million or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't remember the pounds. Um, but they all have buyback clauses. And the thing with the buyback clause is it's you're able to obviously buy your player back but the team that you're selling it to selling the player to has to play those players because they invested in these players where like let's say i loan a player out to you Mm -hmm. you don't have to play that player necessarily you can eat whatever the the negotiation is like if you're paying their salary if you're paying for uh them to be transferred in or something like that Mm -hmm. but with with selling them to the team and having that buyback clause, it guarantees you player development. Mm-hmm. So a lot of big clubs do that sort of smart thing. And I like seeing Villa being able to think like a big club, putting their big boy pants on and be like, we, oh, we're yeah. not afraid to sell our academy players mm-hmm. and to put buyback clauses in to potentially, if they work out to be a great player, then we get them at, whatever small price it is versus what it could be to buy them off the market for whatever ungodful reason or, you know, price it would be. So, you know, it's, it's smart. It's big thinking. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the next step for the way Vela should be working towards being a top half club. No, definitely. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that match goes. And uh, other than that, Aaron, anything else before we Um, head on out? There's only a couple of things that I carry concerns about other yeah. than, you know, the fantastic news of being able to sell players and get money for Academy players. Cause yeah. those go against cost. You get like, it's a wholesale cost. You're getting 18 million. You don't need nothing was purchased for them. You know. Mm-hmm. but um, squad depth is kind of my concern because they are selling these players. So now they're not really backfilling those players currently. And there's only a week left till the transfer window closes. So I'm a little concerned. And again, I understand in Unai, I trust. I do too. 
it just concerns me for the longevity of the rest of the season. That's all. And, you know, with players already picking up injuries like uh, Tyro Mings, and I didn't mention um, Emmy Buendia having an ACL injury, so he's done for the rest of the year. And now Phil Coutinho having an injury problem. So always having an injury problem really should have been the statement. <laughs> um, it. It just concerns me that these players are going to get tired and possibly do what West Ham had, where they ended up finishing in a relegation battle at the end of the season. So it's just it it just concerns me right now. That's all. I'm getting a little anxious about it. That's all. Right. Something that worries me. But again, right hand up and Unai, I trust. (laughs) We're just going to have to see, you know, who knows how it will turn out. I'm sure he's got a, a short list of players he still wants to bring in on loan. They got um, Nicolo, Nicolo Zellino, uh, Zellino. I'm not sure. He's Italian, you know. Like, all they need to do is Nicolo this. Yeah. And yeah. Then, <laughs> right. So he's to cover Wendy. Uh, and there's an option to buy for him at the end of the year. So, I, again, We'll see what happens when the week comes and if we sign more players or loan more players and to fill those positions uh, that we're sending out. So we'll see. We'll see. What do you got going on at, on the podcast swing and shins this week? This week. That's a good question. I was typing that up like earlier today. Um, There, it was a statement said by Roy Keane. Uh, I believe he's actually one of a legend of Man United. I could be wrong. I don't really, up until like 2015, I really don't remember players uh, prior to. Anyway, he calls United, Man United, the new Spurs. So (laughs) are they? We'll discuss. Yeah. I saw a meme. I saw a family guy meme out there. I don't know if you include that, but uh, I was like, ooh, tough. Yeah, no, it is definitely tough to be called the new Spurs for sure because it's just they're the it's scraping the bottom of the barrel kind of thing of the top six. That's how it feels. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see that. I'm excited to listen to the episode. Uh, other than that, anything you want to promote, plug before we get out of here? Um. Yeah. Actually, uh, Rhett, who does uh, Way West Stand, yeah, I know he hasn't been on for a while, but. You know, he's had a lot of life things. He had a child. Well, his wife had a child, but she (laughs) has to be involved. And they bought a house. So they bought a house, yes. So all that sort of hot jazz has been going on. Mm -hmm. But they were able to officially get Albany Gooners a uh, flagship for Arsenal. So that's that's a fantastic thing to have happen. And they were able to make uh, Beer Garden, Albany Beer Garden on Wolf Street, an official... um, Albany Cooter spot. Perfect. Love that. Love uh it's all happening, Aaron. You know, it's it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? Soccer's growing here it's, in it's America. And Thank so. you, Messi. It, it's not yes. us, it's Messi. <laughs> yeah, congratulations to uh a yet another Miami team that isn't the Dolphins winning a championship. Love, love that. Um <laughs> they haven't won a championship, but it sure as damn feels like it. No, I thought I thought they had. My my apologies. No. I don't know. Well, I saw well, a big match. He he kicked a goal. People were very excited. I was like, I, I, messy kicks I assume, ball. Everyone's excited. Yeah, I was like, I assume this is the championship because everyone's freaking out. But no, nah, it's just messy kicking a ball. It's fantastic. 
Yeah, Price is apparently crazy. Uh, Dude's got 10 goals in seven matches. He's going to break the goal-scoring record for Inter Miami, Mm -hmm. who was Gonzalo Higuain at 26 goals. Mm-hmm. And it took him like three years or something like that, two, three years, and he's gonna break it in half a season. Yeah, I mean I mean he's messy, even of though course. he's old, he's messy. He's he's it's like when you play FIFA on rookie mode. That's right. what that's what Messi's playing at right now. Yeah, so you know, good luck getting tickets for everyone interested. Um huge for soccer in America, I feel like, and hopefully it can ripple out. I as, hope so too. You know, the World Cup is closing in. Only a few more years, and we'll, be, so. we'll be hosting it. We've got the Copa America, which is another big tournament with, um, I think it's both North and South America. Mm-hmm. And then we have the World Cup. So it's a lot of a lot of big things are happening for America and the, you know, North America as well. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the talking. future. I'm I'm I'm, tell, I'm planning my flag, <laughs> which is why you know we're we're doing the push for it i I do think it's the future of uh big sports here in north america so other than that aaron thank you so much for your time thank you brian and uh yeah subscribe to the channel for more sports talk subscribe to our podcasting channel for well mostly reality tv podcasts right now just because reality tv is really all we got with the writers and actors strike going on so uh check that out and uh Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Adios.